Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. And what a sight it was driving to work last night on the BQE, seeing the Empire State Building in the distance as I was about to cross over to the Brooklyn Bridge, the Empire State Building bathed in blue and orange. Now, I'm assuming that uh, that is due to celebrating the incredible victory that the New York Metropolitans had over the Yankees for the second straight day. And I misspoke yesterday. I figured this was going to be a three-game series, but I was incorrect. Uh, This was only a two-game series. So the Mets have indeed swept the New York Yankees. And boy, oh boy, how sweet it is. So uh, it was a really great game. The uh, the star of the game was Starling Marte, who hit a walk-off single to deliver a 3-2 win to the Mets over the Yankees. Uh, big, big shout-out to Starling Marte and the whole New York Metropolitans squad. Speaking of baseball, we're going to try our hands at baseball on Saturday. And by the way, it looks like it's going to be some really nice weather this weekend. It looks like we may get some rain Today, maybe some on Friday, including some thunderstorms, but looks like that's going to chill things out a little bit. And we're going to have not too hot weather, very dry, no humidity and no rain for the big ball game on Saturday where the Staten Island Ferry Hawks are going to take on the Lancaster Barnstormers on WABC night. Now, this is going to be exciting. It's exciting not just because there's fireworks after the game, but it's exciting because before the game... We're going to have the WABC softball team take on the NYPD softball team. So I was listening to them talk about it last night on the uh, Cats at Night show with uh, Lydia Serrani saying she's going to play. Apparently she's a shortstop. Well, uh, she said she hasn't played in a while. That makes me a little nervous. John said he's not going to be playing, but that he's going to be sort of an honorary captain. But I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to this game on Saturday right now. If you are the seventh caller to 1-800-848-WABC, that's 1-800-848-9222. You can attend the game for free and uh, see the WABC squad take on the NYPD as well. I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of you. I'm going to be there with Carmine and Rachel. I'm telling you, though, while the softball portion of the game is going on, don't bother me. I'm in the zone. I'm focusing just on softball. After the softball game is over, once the actual baseball game starts, then I'll talk to you all day long. I'll have a beer with you, whatever you want to do. I'll I'll chat with you about radio, about baseball, anything at all. But uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm I'm hoping to see a lot of you there. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WABC. Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Coming up in uh, just a minute, we're either going to talk about Chris Cuomo or Neighbors. Or both. 
If there's time, we'll do both. But uh, there's a lot to get to this hour, and we're certainly going to get to it. Still to come, we're going to do the AC report. We're going to go live to Atlantic City to talk with Jesse Kurtz. He happens to be the only Republican councilman in Atlantic City. And then uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, we're going to chat with my colleague Brian Kilmeade. He was just in Georgia, and he had a sit-down with Herschel Walker. I'm eager to hear how that, uh, that talk with Herschel Walker went and if Brian has any take on how this U.S. Senate race is going to go in Georgia, which could affect control of the U.S. Senate in the whole country. So that should be interesting. Brian Kilmeade is on every day from 10 to 12, and these days, the person that's on right after him is Curtis Lewa. Well, it's a brief commentary from Bill O'Reilly, and then it's Curtis Lewa. And I was just informed just yesterday that Curtis is going to fill in for me next week when I'm on vacation. So I'm going to be off beginning Monday, and then all of next week, and then the following Monday. Now, here's what I wonder. Curtis is already doing overnights on the weekend. And now here he's going to be filling in for me for six days straight in this shift. I don't envy him because that's a it's a tough shift under normal circumstances. And then when you have to do the shift at noon also, it's a very physically and mentally very challenging thing. But I'm wondering, do you think I should worry about that at all? I mean, I used to be afraid to take a day off because... Um, I didn't want to get replaced because if you take more, I used to, you take one day off. Okay. Everybody, everybody panics. You take two days off. Things begin to begin to calm down a little bit. You take three days off. People figure out how to do things without you, but you take a whole week off or six days off as I'm doing, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. And then all of a sudden, maybe people start hearing Curtis and think, okay, well, maybe the show sounds pretty good with Curtis. He did used to do this shift. I am curious and I love Curtis and I don't think he's targeting our show at all. But do you think this is something I should worry about? Should I try and get a Comrex down to Cape May, New Jersey and try and do the show from vacation? so that uh, people don't get too used to hearing Curtis overnight? What do you think? Am I being unrealistic? Are my concerns unfounded? Email me, frank.morano at wabcradio.com. That's frank.morano at wabcradio.com. I'm hoping it's nothing to worry about. I certainly, Curtis is a very talented host, and we want the best host that we can for all the days that I'm off so that we can still maintain those sky-high ratings that we're doing each and every week. I'm not sure if Curtis is playing in our WABC softball game on Saturday, but if you want tickets to that, along with the Ferry Hawks game on Staten Island Saturday, you can be the seventh caller right now to 1-800-848-WABC, and we'll give you a pair of tickets. That's 1-800-848-WABC. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. You know, New York is still a pretty great place to live. I, I hear all this coverage of the economy and how there's going to be a recession. There's going to be a recession. Now, I recognize there's a lot of problems with the fundamentals of the economy, but it almost feels like the media is trying to work the economy into a recession by constantly talking about that there's going to be a recession, recession, recession. All right, we get it. We get it. You don't have to say it 9,000 times today. We get it. And I almost feel the same way about people that get down on New York. I recognize that there are some problems with New York in terms of affordability, in terms of crime, in terms of homelessness, but they are expecting a 200% surge in tourism 
this year. Would people be trying to come here from all over the world and making this a bucket list destination if New York still wasn't pretty great? And the fact that it costs a fortune to buy anything here, or the fact that it costs a fortune to rent anything here, shows you that there are still all sorts of people from around the country that still want to live here. And even with all that population loss during the pandemic, which we heard was going to be permanent, those population losses seem to have largely been replenished. I'm not trying to act like everything is perfect here. It's certainly not. But I watch the news, I talk to my friends, I talk to my neighbors, and all I hear is people complaining about New York and getting down on it. This is the cultural capital of the world. This is a sports capital of the world. This is the media capital of the world. We have the best restaurants in the world, and I mean that. The Italian restaurants in New York are better than the Italian restaurants in Italy. I wouldn't be surprised. I've never been to China, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Chinese restaurants in New York are better than the Chinese restaurants in China. Same with Japanese restaurants in New York versus Japanese restaurants in Japan. New York is a wonderful city, and we have an incredible, indomitable spirit. And I just wish people would, every time they uh, go on and on, I can't wait to move to Jersey, I can't wait to move to Florida, I can't wait to move to the Carolinas or Arizona. Well, there's a lot of us that enjoy living here and take pride in living here. Speaking as a proud New Yorker, I will live here for the rest of my life unless I'm publicly disgraced and can't show my face anywhere. And if there are things to be fixed about New York, I think you should adopt the philosophy of Chester Sliwa, which was improve, don't move. There's nothing to be gained by complaining or abdicating your city at a time when our city needs men and women of courage most. You don't like New York? Work to fix it. Stop complaining. There's a lot of us that enjoy living here and like it. Hey, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Staten Island Ferry Hawks right now. Seventh caller to 1-800-848-WABC. We'll get a pair of tickets this Saturday to WABC night at the Ferry Hawks. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Go ahead and call right now. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. I'm not tired yet. I hope you're not either. I'll tell you what I am tired of. The New York City Department of Education dragging its feet on an investigation into many of New York City's yeshivas. Seven years ago yesterday, a group called Yafed, which is a great group, and I've interviewed the uh, the founder of this group, filed a complaint on behalf of 52 signatories to the New York City Department of Education regarding the failure of several dozen New York City yeshivas to to provide education that is at least substantially equivalent to that provided in the New York City public schools as required by New York state law. You see, the bottom line here is, and I can't stress this enough, it's not all yeshivas, but it is going on in far too many. The bottom line here is that a lot of students in yeshivas all over New York City, and this goes on beyond New York City as well, are being denied a sound, basic education. Naftuli Moster, the executive director of Yafed, did a press conference yesterday, and he said, this city's shameful covering of educational neglect of tens of thousands of children will be an ugly stain on its history. The world is watching as Hasidic children in this city are being subjected to the kind of educational neglect we only expect to see in authoritarian regimes. It's time to end this. It's time for the city to come clean about the status of the investigation and to begin enforcing these basic standards in all schools. 
Matthew Levy, who works for Senator Robert Jackson. Education is the key to uplifting everybody. It is the great equalizer. That's why the senator is calling for this report to be released. Where is this report? And why isn't the press demanding that Eric Adams update the public on what's happening in this report? This is a very serious issue. You have a whole bunch of schools which are choosing not to follow the law, and repeatedly when investigators tried to have access to these schools, the uh, people that run these yeshivas told them to go pound sand. Now, this has nothing to do with freedom of religion. This has everything to do with children getting roped into a system where they're denied sound educational fundamentals when it comes to reading, history, mathematics, and more. Something ought to be done about it. I'm glad Yafed is out there speaking about this, and I hope Eric Adams addresses this soon. Remember, this was a big scandal in the de Blasio administration. This was what resulted in the firing of his DOI commissioner, Mark Peters. Something ought to be done about this, and pronto, Eric Adams owes the public an answer on this. Our final pair of tickets for the Ferry Hawks and the Lancaster Barnstormers on WABC Day on Saturday. You can see us, the WABC staff, take on the NYPD before the game. If you are the seventh caller right now to 1-800-848-9222, that's one 800 848 W-A-B-C.